0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation.
1: Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of The Therapy Group.
0: We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
1: accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.
0: Jen. I am. It's nice to see you. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you. It's a lovely Saturday morning here.
1: It's a lovely Saturday morning. It really is actually very nice out here, which is very rare in Pennsylvania in February. It's been a rough one. I mean, we. February? February. (laughs) February. (laughs) You know, we
0: pushed this recording back like eight times. Yes. How do you
1: feel today? Much, much
0: better. My season seasonal depression was rough
1: one of the things that's so difficult about recording this is if you were not in a good mental headspace it makes it very very difficult to do so we try to like bulk record as much as possible but sometimes you just like get behind you have to get out of budget once (laughs) and it is just really hard when you're not in it
0: Also, and there's two of us. So both of us have to be in like a decent headspace.
1: That's hard. (laughs) The chance of that happening is so low. It's almost impossible for both of us to be okay at once.
0: Hey guys, I I forget who I was telling. Maybe my therapist. That it's so nice when I have an off week emotionally because you're always there to pick it up. Nikki's there to pick it up.
1: Tell me more about the nice things you said in therapy about me. (laughs) It's just, it's nice
0: to have support, you know, especially at work, because it's the one place where you, you have to turn it on. And I think it's, it's also easy to feel guilty when you're feeling that way and feel like I can't do as much as I typically do. Yeah. So to have support is really lovely. So I appreciate you so much. I love you. Allowing me
1: to push this back. It was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I know. I was like, fuck it. We'll do it on a Saturday, whatever. Like. Because when you're, like, in that spot, if you make yourself do more, you're so much worse on the outcome, right? Like, what's the analogy about if your car, like, it's, it's, if your car gets crashed, you can keep, like, fucking fixing it. But isn't it just better if it doesn't crash? Right. I don't know that analogy, but yes. I don't know if that's <laughs> what an analogy is, right, or a saying. <laughs> what's, what's... I don't know. I think that I need to go back to 10th grade English. Yeah. Oh, what was your best subject, do you think? Nothing. Skipping class and going to the guidance counselor was my best subject. <laughs> yeah yeah listen man I I wasn't made for academia I wasn't made for school no wasn't the world's best student honestly grad school was my favorite school same well what I was actually interested in everything we were talking about and uh, yeah you like I just was not made for you know and even like when I went to college like The first two years were like bullshit gen eds. Like, I can promise you I didn't need theater 101. And I know that now because I never attended the class and then I passed with a B because I bought that. I went to Penn State. They had something called Nittany Notes. And you could literally just pay. Did you guys have this too? You could just pay like like $25 at the end of the class and to buy someone else's notes. But you would think in theater 101
0: that that would be like a participation grade.
1: I think it was, and that's why I got the seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I did, I took ballet one. one oh, did you? That's lovely. I did.
0: I did, but it was at nine a.m. for three hours, so you had to show up. So it sounds lovely, but in the end, it wasn't great
1: yeah um, yeah but, but we can talk about how did i make that decision i was gonna say one <laughs> of you have to make a decision about a bunch of classes and that brings us into today's episode about analysis paralysis or decision paralysis or just difficulty with decision making whatever we'd like to call it today that's what we are talk about in drink chicks today
0: so hard making decisions so <laughs> tell
1: me yeah well what so what freezes you Everyone has different things about what freezes them, right? From like where to go out to dinner to who to marry or have children, right? Like big life choices versus small ones. Tell me what trips you up. The things, is, so it depends on the situation, right? If it if it's going out to dinner, I
0: I'm not a foodie. Like I legitimately don't care.
1: <laughs> but you're you I would call you a chicken fingers foodie. You know where all the good chicken fingers are. Uh-huh. I love chicken,
0: (laughs) you know, so when it's going out to dinner and I say, I don't care. I legitimately don't care. I could eat whatever. Um, If there's chicken fingers, obviously that's a plus, but other than that, I really don't care. So when I say that, when I'm going out to dinner, I really mean that the thing that trips me up in more important decisions is more so that I can see all sides of the situation Mm. And it makes it difficult for me specifically to have a strong opinion about something because I'm able to see kind of all sides and how things could play out.
1: Does that make sense? <sighs> too much empathy for like other people and stuff too. Like exactly, you start thinking yeah. about other people before yourself too. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, almost almost to the point where I don't
0: know fully how I feel about a situation because I'm like, I could see the benefit here. I could see how this could work out well here. So usually, and we've talked about this a lot, I need to talk through things or I need time to kind of make a decision to be able to figure that out. Doesn't become like a snap emotional decision for me. Like, you know, that's how I process everything. Yeah. But I'd be curious, what about for you, Em? What are the times in which you have trouble making decisions?
1: So minor places that I don't feel confident about, right? So if it's like, I have to make some decision, like like we recently switched accountants and I'd like make these like certain decisions about how I was gonna do this certain thing. And like, that's really freezing for me, right? If it has to do with my stuff that I feel incompetent in, I guess is the thing. And so I'm so scared about making the wrong decision. I end up asking a million people and then I get really confused and then I just become paralyzed, right? If it's something I don't care, like, you know, some people like really struggle, like make an outfit each day that i'm like i'm gonna probably wear the same fucking thing i been wearing all week yes. but i so like i do a lot of like set things where i don't have to make decisions i guess is the thing right like we have set routines we have set menus in our house there's certain meals we always know we're going to work so like i really believe that like it helps to take it helps to make decisions by taking the decision making out of it and having less options so oh, like yeah. sort of automating your decision making process but for me it is really like stuff that i feel worried about you know like I mean, in this field, right, sometimes you have to make like really shitty calls, you know, you got to child line something or doing yes. different stuff like that, like when it affects other people, that's incredibly difficult for me. Yes. Yeah, I would say that's a big one. Yeah. And I think so the the reason, you know, I think it's
0: important to to think about this is that we're being intentional and kind of trying to gain an understanding of what specifically for us makes it difficult to make decisions. So if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to do the same thing to think about. If you're having trouble making a decision, what are the factors that are leading into that decision paralysis for you and mm-hmm. they're different for everyone? I also think the things that trip me up now are different than what used to trip me up in the past, that it might have been way more difficult for me to make a decision than it is now. And maybe that's because your life circumstances are different. Maybe that's because you're confident in different things. And so that's, I think, something to encourage is just to think about for you specifically. I know you. it's easy to listen to us and say, oh, is that me? Is that me? But I really want you to think about yourself and what specifically trips you up about your decision making. Um, how long has it been going on? Is it always consistent? Is it always in certain domains? I also think it might be important to think about, like, what were decisions like growing up for you? I just had a memory come up for me while I was saying this. What was it? When I was growing up. I was, like, old for my grade. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Uh, yeah. And so, but, you know, when I was going into kindergarten, my parents sat me down. No.
1: And, they, yeah. Do yes, not tell they, me your parents had you choose Becca it to kindergarten that, or not. That they did. <laughs> You're like of, I don't know guys
0: I'm five. Let's talk about <laughs> parentification there, right? I mean really. They sat me down I was and and this is a very specific memory for me. I remember. Yeah. That. I mean they were gearing it towards uh, they, so so what they said was Jen, you know, you could either go to kindergarten and be with all of your friends or <laughs> or you could skip kindergarten and go to first grade. And obviously which of course, what I choice is there? Be with all my friends but I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm reflecting on this because I'm thinking about how early it was put on me to make yeah. big decisions. And so that's the thing I, I think it might be important to think about, like, how early was it put on you to make certain decisions in your mm. life and how, because let's say, I mean, I think it was a good decision that I made. Let's say it wasn't, Right. Let's say I was really unhappy with that decision and then blamed myself for it yeah. at five years
1: old. Yeah. So that's that's something I would encourage too. Like how <laughs> old were you. No, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm really sorry. Cause I, I'm I'm imagining <laughs> Well, it's just funny because I have a four year old. So like thinking about yeah, sitting down and saying this. And there's a lot of stuff we do ask her decision about. Right. Like we give Millie a ton of choices. She gets a lot of decisions. But something like that. I I can see myself like being like, what do you think, man? Like you want to go and like, you know, like you want to go visit this classroom versus this classroom. How do you feel about it? Like I can see that. But like, I don't know, the idea of sitting her down. I remember it. I remember it. Back. it was I series. think she would just be like, I'm going to fucking play now. Like, I don't yeah. think oh, of- I had
0: a very I had a very great I mean, it, it speaks to maybe I was making a lot of decisions that I didn't necessarily <laughs> realize that I was making at the time. But yeah, I think that's something to think about is how early were you asked to make decisions in your life? Do you remember like were you asked to make decisions early in your life? Like when can you remember having to make certain decisions like that?
1: I don't know. I mean, right. So we're different. Like you were also a highly said, like part of this is also personality trait. Somebody asked a question about, is this ADHD or all people struggle with this? A lot of it. ADHD is huge. with struggling with this. Um, anxiety is huge. Um, Rancification is huge. But a lot of it's also personality trait. Right. So like for me, like decision making t- is typically pretty fucking easy. As you know, from running a business with me that mm-hmm. like we'll talk through something. I mean, we went to look at office space yesterday. Right. And even you and your husband do it, like, because I was with you and Bill. And he's like, what about this? And what about this? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm fucking gung-ho on this exact thing that I want here. (laughs) So sometimes my issue is more rigidity of, like, not, you know, making the decision I want. Because, like, I am such a quick processor. So I don't feel like I have this, like, memory. But I do feel... Like, I'm someone who has more anxiety about, like, afterwards if it if it didn't work out and then blaming myself for it. Right. Right? Like, so that's where I think it comes in for me, which then as I got older, as a child, it wasn't a big deal. But as I've got older, then I'm like, okay, well, you've done this before, Emily. You've made this impulsive decision. So now you have to think through it. And I, like, try to pull myself back. And, like, sometimes that doesn't go so well. Um, So I do think personality goes into it. Because, like, you know my kid. Like, how, like, strong is my child? Like, she would be like... I, I was like doing that fucking shit. I was like, Millie,
0: can I have a chip? She was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. I was like, she
1: looked it? you right because? in the face. No. I was like, okay, it was great to see you. I <laughs> and hope you're, like, you're like, Do you want? And then I was like, do you want to give Jen a hug? And you're like, you don't have to. And she was like, no. <laughs> no, I was like, I got it. I respect that so much. <laughs> When I you was, left, though, she was staring longingly into Amelia's eyes. She, like, had some, like, connection that she was like, are you my mother now? It was, like, a very interesting thing. Oh, sorry. But, like, so I do think part of it is, like, personality, right? Like, yeah. Also, like,
0: everything we talk about, our personalities, it's just, like, all the same. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and we are like, yeah, we've heard this before. You guys, all of it shows up in the same exact way in every single conversation. And it's just really interesting that this is what we talk about, getting to know yourself.
1: That's why you got to know yourself to grow yourself, baby. We swear to God, Um, we go back to this thing.
0: We are so excited to share our newest sponsor with you all, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box full of amazing stuff. It was literally like I was opening a present going through it. Seeing what was inside and trying everything was just so thrilling. In my Hungry Root box was chicken salad, veggies, dumplings, shakes, cookies, and so much more. My favorite thing I tried was the drumroll donuts. I highly recommend them. The ordering process could not have been more simple. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy healthy snacks, sweets, ready to eat meals, and much more. Hungry Root has made my daily meal prep so much easier. The mental load of grocery shopping is exhausting and Hungry Root gives me back that mental energy. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. When bloggers or influencers post their outfit links nine times out of 10, I click on it and immediately exit because the price is bananas. It wasn't until recently that I clicked on something expecting it to be the usual out of my price range sweater and it was under $60 at Quince. Quince has become my ultimate destination for luxury essentials that won't break the bank. Let me tell you about some of the gems I found at Quince. From their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50, to their washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are truly within reach. And here's the best part. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Yes, you heard that right. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman passing the savings on to us. I recently got my hands on one of their washable silk tops and let me tell you, it has become a staple in my wardrobe. Not only is it incredibly versatile, I've worn it to work, out with friends, and even dressed it up for a date night, but the quality is unmatched. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash chicks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash chicks
1: Let's go through a listener questions so we can go through all this because we got to start with somebody said, well, why the fuck does this happen? Yeah. Fear of regret. Fear of regret. I mean, there's a, we call it, there's a a researcher who talked about like the paradox of um, decisions, right? Which is the paradox of opportunities. Like in the year 2023, we have so many different choices that isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, when you go to a restaurant and they hand you a menu the size of a poster board? I can't. And there's 50 pages and you're like, this is the most overwhelming thing ever. I can't, I can't. I cannot
0: stand that. I can't stand it, but also I love it at the same time. Yeah. If I'm being honest, Cheesecake
1: Factory really gets me on. <laughs> okay, ta- I've never been to the Cheesecake Factory. We've talked about this before. I have to think. <laughs> so like, this is what I mean. Like sometimes you just have two Many decisions, especially if you were someone in your life, let's say that you're in some type of family system or a workplace, or we'll even bring it back to um a group project from college. Let's say you're the only person who makes decisions. When everyone else is sort of like really submissive, it puts it on you. That's a lot of pressure because it's also other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're in something and someone's just like, I don't care, I don't care, you do it. Okay, the other day you were having a hard day. We were going through the new colors for merch. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care about this right now. (laughs) You're like, I'm fucking depressed. I I literally do not give a shit. I trust
0: you. Make whatever decision you want to make.
1: But then in that moment, I was like, okay, we have worked together for 10 years. I know you more than anything. I know exactly what you want. And I was anxious to do it because I was like, oh man, like, you know, Jen, trust me. And what's this mean? Is she going to be upset? Like, because like, even in that moment, it feels like pressure and like too much power. And I guess that's something you should think, like, do I have too much power in my relationships? And I think especially a lot of mothers and wives can feel this um, because they're carrying so much of the mental and emotional load.
0: Yeah. And so first, let me apologize to put that on you. <laughs> well, I think I did really good. You did an incredible job. But also, I want you to know that if I went back and didn't like any of those colors, hey, that, would you was on, that was on you. me. Yeah. There was no part of me that would have ever blamed you for that because yeah. I made the decision that I was going to be taken out of that. in that
1: I mean, I wasn't going to pick like neon. Right. I know you I, wouldn't I, like that. I, I don't know if you can <laughs> or like when, or, um, when I, <laughs> or when I tried to like really get us to do the bucket hats. I was like, listen,
0: <laughs> but even if you picked bucket hats, I would have been like, It was my decision to take myself out of it, and it's and and that is the bed that I lie in. There is no place for me to be angry, and the the same thing in group projects, right? If you're if you're in a group project and you don't contribute or take the reins, and you're not happy with what someone else is doing or the choice that someone else made, that is on you.
1: But okay, so my experience with you was yes, obviously, this is very true. But I've been in situations before where I make the decision and people are pissed about it. Oh, well, I'm not going to say a fucking name into oh. <laughs> this recorded podcast. Okay, tell I'm, me after. But I'm just <laughs> saying for some people, if you grew yeah. up and like, let's say, especially your yes. family of origin, if you made a decision, right, let's say, here's an example. Let's yeah. say you had made that decision to go to first grade. You come home to your parents and you're like, I don't like it. And your parents said back to you, well, that's what you chose. And this actually does happen to people. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. so then that's what I mean. So then it's like kept with you all the time. Yeah. Well, that's the
0: thing. And so the question is, because I think another piece of this that we, um, we talked about it being fear of regret, like how does, how and why does this happen, but also fear of affecting other people, right. Or affecting yourself, which ends yeah. up being the fear of regret. So I think that that's another piece of it too, is like, how are you affecting other people? Yeah
1: and fear of being stuck in it right like if i make this decision i'll never be able to get out of it i mean we hear this i mean how many people are writing about they don't know if they should have kids or not yeah and i think that is such a big one right because like if i decide to go to the cheesecake factory over fucking uno's <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> i'm like you know like i'll go to fucking uno's next week or some shit right <laughs> like, we're really in a chain restaurant you're, you're really you're really in the suburbs. <laughs> i live in the middle of nowhere guys (laughs) i don't have a cheesecake factory i know that would be like in a fancy place yeah 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 this the closest chain to me is called mcgurks um okay oh my god i know mcgurk (laughs) really (laughs) there was one growing up right by me in upper doublet oh i didn't know that yeah suburbs, baby um okay so right so like that's an experience where you can be like all right this kind of sucks i wish i had to make this decision to go to the cheesecake factory it is what it is right when you're making a decision about like You know, like what job to take? Or like, I think a lot of people feel this pressure about choosing a major in college, right? How about the decision of who to fucking marry? These are all decisions where you feel like you are stuck in it forever. Let me tell you, any of those things, right? Except for the child kid, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, right? You can change your fucking career. You can change your major. You can get divorced. You can change, right? Like there's a feeling of like being stuck, I think is what keeps other people stuck. Now, when it comes to the decision of having kids, right? Somebody wrote in, this is a really important one. Do, 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 do. I have been back and forth on kids with my husband for years. We're working with a therapist and we're still undecided. It's so hard. In a situation like this, I think it's because we think that we're going to feel 100% one way or another and you're not. I knew I wanted to have kids and there's still a ton of shit that I wish wasn't part of having a child. There's still parts where I'm like, yeah, man, I really fucking wish that, like, I didn't have to, you know, I could just, like, go out and do whatever and have complete flexibility. Like, you're not, there's a possibility you're not ever going to feel 100%. Yeah. And
0: I, I know that I do not want kids. And there's still a part of me sometimes that's like, oh, it might be, like, that would be cute, you know. Yes. But. Yeah. And so I think that that's important is there's this idea that in order to make a decision, it's almost like the idea about motivation, like in Mm. order to do something, I have to be motivated to do it. The idea that in order to make a decision, I have to be a 100% on it. And so just to know, especially with kids, because that is the one that is the one decision that you cannot change. Yeah.
1: And you owe it to bring a child into this world yes. to show up for them
0: and if you made that choice to have a have a child then you've made that choice right and yeah. that is your decision and you move forward with it and
1: but some people don't even feel like it was a choice like i think especially people in our like in our parents generation it's really different now yeah but there's so many people in our parents generation that did not feel like it was actually a choice right it was just what you did and but- so that's the thing is like you do have choices and you have to break it down and think through shit and it doesn't have to be perfect. and It doesn't have to have like, you know, the little cherry on top, but you have choices in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: let's get into some more questions because we have so many and I know we're going to run out of time. Okay. So somebody said, just how, how do you make a process? I get so stuck trying to evaluate things from all sides. Oh, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's me.
0: I actually just listened to a podcast. Uh, I will credit her name after this. But she talked about the five second rule that as soon as you have, have you heard this? Mm-hmm. As, soon, as soon as you have an idea to do something, count down from five and you have to move and like do something because it's so easy to get stuck in this decision paralysis. So, for example, like if you're trying to get something done, right? I'm either going to do the laundry right now or I'm going to take the dog for a walk. Sometimes you're like, oh, well, should I take the dog for a while? Like this, this actually happens to me often. You have to, as soon as you get the inkling to do something, you count down from five and you just get up and start doing it because it's really easy when you're someone who's able to analyze things from all sides to get stuck thinking about all of, all of the possibilities of something where it doesn't actually matter. Mm. I, it does not matter whether I do the laundry verse or take the dog out. Like that really doesn't end up affecting my day in the end. What does end up affecting my day is how much I'm thinking about it. And so to just get yourself out of that headspace, to be able to make a decision to do something. And I know this is like, when we're talking about very small decisions um, on a daily basis. So I think that that's, for the smaller decisions that's that's something that can be really helpful I think for the bigger decisions when you can look at things from all sides and you can process things from other people's points of view that might take a little bit longer but I would encourage you to think about how do I know when a decision is made based on me and my gut and then how do I know when a decision is made based on my worry about other people or my fear about how other people are going to respond to this and it might be take some time to look at history. Like when, when do I know that I've made a decision for myself? And then when do I know that I made a decision for someone else that didn't feel good for me or didn't necessarily work out in the ways that I needed it to. And so I think that it takes some time and really understanding yourself and understanding what feels right for you, sitting with yourself and being quiet with yourself, journaling talking to a therapist about it to really understand where is what's coming from you and then what's coming from other people. That's where like emotional boundaries come in between you and others.
1: You should just text me and say should I walk the dog or should I do it and I'll just choose for you. We'll I which is so it. helpful. We'll just do a we'll just do a coin I will. <laughs> coin uh, you know, you know. <laughs> I love sports. <laughs> sports <laughs> we both love Speaking of, you doing anything for the uh the Super Bowl? No, my mom is throwing a puppy bowl party for all the kids. That is a So adorable. we are having a puppy bowl party. Well, because the fucking Super Bowl starts at six thirty. Millie goes to bed at seven thirty. So so we're having a puppy bowl party from three thirty to six thirty with hot dogs and an ice cream bar. We're we're I'm living a very different life. Yeah, yeah that you What are, are you doing? That's- <laughs> you go to a bar in the city? Definitely not. I would rather die. <laughs> Are you going to a house party? Yeah, I'm
0: going to like a house, but you know, I probably i I need to make it home by halftime, or I won't be able to get home.
1: Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck there. You're not yeah. going to go run out on Broad Street this year, this time. <laughs> oh, you know, because I've had a tough week. Being around a lot of people isn't like my not good. Yeah,
0: it's not going to do it for me. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Well, you already know that decision. So that was an easy decision to make. What to do for the Super Bowl. Um, and this will become out after the super bowl anyway so nothing matters (laughs) sorry for that completely irrelevant information (laughs) somebody put us on a leash okay why is it so hard to make a decision even if it's simple like deciding where to eat we have too many fucking options it is really hard to make a decision when there's too many options if you lived in a town that had two restaurants you could probably choose which one you're going to go to or cheesecake factory or cheesecake factory <laughs> but you can automate those decisions here are right like what's something I do like if I order in um food to the office there's three restaurants that I choose from because if not I get on doordash and I could look forever
0: oh it's like it's like when you're searching for a movie to watch on Netflix and you wait wait, two weeks ago all we did was watch trailers for like an hour (laughs) that's what happens because you just are watching
1: trailers and then you, you don't even watch a movie after a while we were at nikki's house we watched a movie we were looking for another movie to watch and like we literally spent like 45 minutes just watching trailers i love trailers i love trailers right just give me a trailer baby right so part of it is one the pressure of it and what does it represent to us are we affecting other people do so I have too many options? What am I telling myself to happen if I make the wrong decision? Is there actually a right or a wrong? It's not really a right or wrong for where you eat. There should be an app where like for these smaller decisions
0: that don't really end up mattering is like putting the two decisions in and then just clicking like a I'm sure this is already invented. I bet that's already a thing. Somebody just tell us what it it is. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. tell us what it is because I think that we're going to blast it because I think that'll be really important for anyone. Skeptical about custom beauty? I get it. My feed is flooded with Customize This and Personalize That, all promising to fix my fine lines and thinning hair, but when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to your age, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. They asked me about my hair loss being genetic in my family, how long it takes for my hair to get oily, after a wash, what products and tools I use to style my hair, and even my zip code to understand how the water hardness, UV index, and cold dry winter in Philly might be impacting me. Next, they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order. Nothing pre-mixed, nothing off the shelf. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed my hair is so much softer, shinier, and fuller. I keep getting asked if I got a blowout from the salon. But don't just take my word for it, In a third-party double-bind dermatologist supervised Clinical Controlled Study, aka the gold standard in research studies, Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P R O S E.com slash shrinkchicks for your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Pros.com slash Shrink checks say goodbye to the cheap razor era my friends it's time to treat your body to the premium shave it deserves with athena club em and i just got back from an amazing trip to the caribbean to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our practice the therapy group and in haste of packing because yours truly is a packing procrastinator i forgot my athena club razor at home and had to resort to using a subpar flimsy razor that left my skin feeling anything but smooth a mistake i will never make again the athena club hype is real the shave is seriously the smoothest i've ever experienced and that is especially evident after having to use another razor in its absence aside from the amazing smoothness let me tell you why athena club's razor kit is a must have in your self-care routine first off can we talk about the price at just ten dollars it's an absolute steal but don't let the price fool you this razor packs a serious punch it comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle and two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time plus with the included magnetic hook storage is a breeze no more dealing with goopy blades or unexpected midnight shower crashing sound surprises and the quality of the shave is top notch those five precision engineered blades glide effortlessly leaving you a silky smooth skin every time plus the water activated serum and built-in skin guards ensure a comfortable irritation free shave are you ready to upgrade your shaving experience switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club head over to athenaclub.com to try their award Winning razor and body products, and get twenty percent off your first purchase with code chicks at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving!
1: So let's go to this one: how to make the right decision for you and not based on your family's feelings. You. This is if you are someone who is greatly influenced by other people, you have to consider how much you share with other people and how much you involve them in that process. I know that I am someone who something that I used to do when I was feeling overwhelmed is basically I tried to give my anxiety out to everyone else. So I would call a million people and talk through this, right? Especially if I was like having an issue with a friend, but when want to call A, B and C. It's turned into gossiping. It was not good, but just go with me here. I tried to spread my anxiety out, try to get everyone else's opinion, and then my head was a mess. And then I was worried about making a decision that wasn't what somebody else said and how they would feel. Right. So if you are someone who is greatly influenced, think about how much I want to involve them. And as I when I let them know this information of whatever I choose, how do I want to deliver that? but it does have to be separated. You can always take into consideration. Of course, if you're moving across the country, your aunt, Gammy, probably doesn't want you to do that, right? That's okay. That's a reasonable thing. You don't want your family to go far, right? And is it still the best decision for you? And then if you'd like to really be very systemic about it, what is the relational attunement and the relational school you have to do back? And Gammy, I hear, I know this is going to be hard. It's going to be so different. I used to see each other every Sunday. Something I'm going to do is I'm going to FaceTime you guys in. Every other week, I'm going to give you a call, right? Like you can take into consideration. You do not have to be, you don't have to center yourself and be self-centered.
0: I love this because I and I think it's important to highlight that, you know, just because you're making a decision in your life that other people don't agree with doesn't mean that it is the wrong decision.
1: Say that one more time. Just because you're
0: making a decision in your life that other people don't agree with does not mean that it is the wrong decision. And if you're someone who is used to looking to others to validate your decisions, this might be really difficult for you. And this is where, just as you're saying, um, that your boundaries are so essential for this. Your boundaries in everything that you do might be really, really important given the fact that you tend to look to others for validation in your decisions. Yeah.
1: Here's a here's the one I'd love to hear what you think about. Okay. Yeah. How to know what I want without being concerned about others' views and consequences. That's part of it and goes into this question. What if my partner feels differently than I do about leaving a job? Mm. Because there's there's two different aspects, the individual and the relational aspect here, yeah. right? Like do you run something you have to consider, right? Is what happens to the family system, the relationship system that you live with in this person um, financially if you make something different, right? Oh, wait a second, but you had committed that we were going to split this thing down, right? So, like, you could understand how somebody could have a feeling around that. somebody grew up with, like, extreme scarcity mindset, the idea of you leaving a job you know, that's like incredibly safe and Mm -hmm. secure is really scary to do something different. So the people, when they give you their opinions, they're always looking through their own lens. There's going to be times if you were in a long-term marriage, if if you're going to be, long-term relationship, if you're going to be with someone five or plus fucking years, there's going to be some times y'all disagree on something. If not, what the hell? But there's going to be times where you make a decision that your partner doesn't love. How do you handle that as a couple? What happens in our relationship? And I bring that up to your partner. If I make decisions that you don't agree with, what's that mean for us? Can you respect my decisions and respect yeah.
0: me? Yeah, and, that, and to allow space for the two of you to have different opinions on that decision that once again, just as we're saying, your partner's allowed to maybe disagree with some of the decisions that you're making. I think that the piece to talk about and to really communicate about is how that ends up affecting their relationship just as you're saying how can you disagree on something and maybe have different opinions on something but it's still you still talk about it in a way that's supporting the relationship right that you don't have to agree on everything in order to have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and in order to have healthy communication about it mm-hmm. and i think that that is also also depending on the family you grew up in Did you have this idea of we have to agree on everything in order to move forward or something? Mm -hmm. Everyone has to agree, right? So that isn't necessarily the case. You can disagree on something. You can have different opinions. You know, people say, yeah, agree to disagree. That it's a way to come to the table and say, we have different opinions on this, but we can still function together. We can still talk about this. We can still communicate about this. And I can still come to a decision and talk to my partner about it, even though there's, it brings anxiety into the relationship, but know that we might disagree, but we're going to work through this together, right? Mm-hmm. We are going to figure this out together. And the fact of the matter is, just as you said, em, as people come to a conversation, to decision-making with their own lens, that if, they're, if they don't make decisions based on fear, they see you making a big decision in your life they might project that fear onto that decision that you're making, Mm -hmm. right? That's what has kept them safe. And so for you to make a decision that they would never make because it would be too scary for them, they might project that fear. You see this a lot if someone like leaves a job and starts their own business or something. Like we did. (laughs) Like we did. We saw that a ton. We experienced that. And everyone was basically
1: like, these girls are idiots.
0: Yeah. That is a perfect example of like, Family members, people were coming to us and saying, this, you know, you guys are so young. This is going to fail. How could you possibly do this? People come with their own lens and their own fear. We still made that decision.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Probably more out of rebelling than
1: anything. I mean, yeah, spite. I mean, it's interesting, right? So like about a year ago, my husband left his job to be a stay-at-home dad. Now, both of his parents worked their same jobs from they were 18 to retirement. Their entire lives, they work the same job. So the idea that my husband just gave up this, you know, solid job with security, you know, they treated my husband like shit. They overworked them. You know what I mean? Like tons of people were leaving from his team. It was a mass exodus. But that was so bewildering to his parents that he would make this decision to the point where, like, they thought he was like having a mental breakdown. And how much happier is he? I think he's so much happier. It was really overwhelming at first, right? Like it was something that like we had sort of been talking about it. And then something happened one day that he was like, I'm going to quit right fucking now. Like they were so it was just an insane thing that occurred that day that I was like, just he called me. And he's like, do you care if I do this? And I was like, I was at a coffee shop. I was like, do it, do it. Um <laughs> <I> <laughs> He's so that. much happier now. Right. It was it, it wasn't perfect. That's the thing. It wasn't like he left and it was this like wonderful fucking thing. I mean, the grass is always greener. It worked out great for our family. There was a lot of stuff that was there about it. He's always like, You could never pay me to be a stay-at-home parent ever again. Um, <laughs> he's like, This is so much harder than a job. So there was stuff that was hard about it, and still it was a hundred percent the right decision for him. But what you have to remember is oftentimes the right decision and the smart decision are not the same thing. Well, they're just not. And, and this goes back to the conversation around, you know,
0: making the choice to have children or making any decision that like, it's going to come with its challenges. It does not mean that you made the wrong decision because it has challenges or it's, you know, you're having like a difficult time transitioning in that, or there are certain things about maybe your old job that you miss, right? but just because there are challenges in that does not mean that you made the wrong decision. And so I think that that's just an important thing to highlight, yeah. but we got to get into Dear M and Jen. Okay,
1: sorry, sorry. That's All okay. Right.
0: Wait, you read. Okay. Currently I am, oh, sorry. Dear Jen <laughs> <bad>. my bad. <laughs> Dear M and Jen. Currently, I'm looking to change jobs and I have found myself with great offers, but I feel like I want none of them. I'm fortunate enough to be a little picky right now, but I'm not sure how to figure it out if I don't want them because they aren't the right fit or if I don't want them because I'm too paralyzed to move out of my comfort zone. How can I sort through the gut intuition and feel more confident in my decision?
1: Mm. So what I would check in about, I would literally like take a piece of paper out and I would write out like, here's my comfort zone what's keeping me here right like i would actually map this out on a piece of paper get it out of your head and say like okay like here are these different jobs what are the things that aren't working about them if you can choose to be picky go on and be picky with your bad self i think that is fabulous and is there some possibility here right that you're keeping yourself from doing something scary and new because everything most things are scary and new and that is really hard Yes. Also, could both things be true? Uh-oh. Two things at once, never!
0: <laughs> you know, like can... Duality! Can it, <laughs> can it be hard to step out of your comfort zone? And maybe they're also not the right fit. Or maybe parts of them are the right fit and not mm-hmm. the entire thing is the right fit. So once again, we go back to this idea that if I make this decision, then all parts of this have to be perfect because I left my comfort zone in order to do this. Yeah. It's very possible that you might leave your comfort zone. it's gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna get maybe a new job, parts of it might be the right fit and parts of it might not be the right fit. yeah but be picky about it. If you can find something that feels like a better fit for you, then then wait for it but I but I also think it goes back to this idea is that I have to be a hundred percent ready and I will. I will be ready to step out of my comfort zone in order to make this decision when I have the right fit, when that might not necessarily be true. Yeah. Your comfort zone is called your comfort zone for a reason. We love it there. I love but, to be yeah. in my comfort zone. Set. Where's your comfort zone? Mine's in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's in the same
1: sweatsuit I've been wearing for like four days. <laughs> Minute, physically right now.
0: <laughs> so... So yeah, I think that your comfort zone is called your comfort zone for a reason. And that it's going to be uncomfortable no matter what, no matter, even if you find a job that feels like a good fit for you, it's still going to be uncomfortable to step out of your comfort zone. And here's the thing. Let's say you get a new job, you're in it, doesn't feel like the right fit. You can always look for another one. Yeah,
1: you can and also like you know everyone says like this thing of like if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life that's just not true i fucking love what i do and it's still a goddamn job i don't know who is saying this and that if you feel that way congratulations but like there is still of any job some bullshit tedious shit you don't want to do also like people say you never work a day in your life if you love your job like there
0: are days i feel that but there's also days i definitely don't feel that
1: yes a hundred percent and everything can exist Duality. Hold wow. the complexity. I know. All right. Well, hey, if you enjoyed today's episode and you're not too paralyzed thinking about the decision, send it on over to a friend. Um, we ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. Um, check us out on YouTube. You can follow us at True Checks on Instagram. We would love to set you up with an amazing clinician if you're in the market looking for a new therapist and you're located in the states of Massachusetts, New York. New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Florida, and California. You can do in-person written Rittenhouse right in the um, city of Philadelphia and Westchester, PA. What did I miss? If you are a therapist and you are listening to ah. this and you
0: reside or you have a license in any of those states. We'd love to hire you. <laughs> we would love to hire you. Send over your resume if you're interested. You yes. will get an interview with yes. us.
1: Yes. Yeah those are fun um hey thanks for listening to today's uh, episode of Street tricks we have new merch out go get yourself a sweet ass sweatsuit that i helped pick the colors out and got very nervous about jen uh, we love you we'll see you next week and don't forget that to grow yourself you got to know yourself bye bye